Welcome, 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 kings and queens, to another episode of All in Society. I am Claude Winston, CP2, Claude Purchase, whatever you want to call me, Claude for short, Cloud. Um, I've also been known as Cloud Perch. Shout out to Monica. I can't remember her name. Those were back. Um, I got. So I think she was. She's European. Um, and this is back in the day when I used to deal cards. And it was kind of like in grade school. They would line you up and do roll call to make sure everybody was there. And she couldn't pronounce my name for some reason. So instead of saying Claude Purchase, I'm not sure how she ended. She didn't get the last part of my last name. But she said Cloud Perch. So I've used that alias as well. But thank you for for attending. Thank you for for watching, for viewing. I truly appreciate it. Uh, For me, life is one big game of Monopoly. And I'm here to share my strategy to the game of life and hopefully entertain and provide value along the way. You can check out uh, my website, allinsociety.com, my Instagram, LinkedIn, email. Everything will be in the episode description for you to check out. Those of you may be watching on Facebook, you can go to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. If you're a Facebook friend, please. Um, I have 400 Facebook friends and not enough subscribers. So please make sure that you go ahead and go over to YouTube if you haven't done so already if you're watching on facebook and make sure you subscribe on there and then uh you can follow me on linkedin instagram you can check out the website if you need to contact me and know any about know anything about the products and services that i have coming up um you can definitely go there as well Uh, but today's episode we're going to discuss yesterday's monday's podcast a little bit we have the launch of espn bet And I have a couple tips and tricks on how you can take advantage of that. We'll go over my NFL top five. Top five, top five, top five. Formula One in Las Vegas is coming up this week, so we'll discuss that. We'll always, as always, we'll talk about finance in the stock market. And today in the stock market, woo, we made some money today. Yes, yes, we made some money today. Uh, One of the biggest days. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've had this year and my my largest portfolio hit an all-time high uh today. So it would that felt good. I need to when it's days like that, I literally just I'll be quite honest with you. We're also going to discuss a CPI report and then the Apex summit as well. But days like today when I woke up and I saw the CPI report, and I'll tell you exactly why I knew it was going to be a positive day today once the CPI number came out. CPI number came out, and I knew it was going to be an amazing day, so I just literally sat and watched <laughs> the the tickers go by and uh, you know saw, saw how my stocks were performing um, instead of being productive. So I should have had this the podcast and everything done hours ago. I just literally just stuffed my face and finished making dinner. Uh, tonight was fish tacos for taco Tuesday. <laughs> so if I looks like I'm a little sleepy as the episode goes on, that's why it's because, um, I was, I just finished dinner, fish tacos, but it was pretty light, nothing crazy. 
Uh, but let's dive into today's episode. Yesterday, I had an episode of my podcast, and if you're not aware, I have my own podcast as well. It's called All in Society. It's on. It should be on every podcast network that you would ever go to to consume podcasts. I believe. Uh, I don't. Now, I just I updated Apple, and so Apple just updated their podcast. They could have very well updated that two, three weeks, a month ago. I'm terrible at updating my Mac and things like that. Um, so it looks good on, on the update that I just updated. Uh, so make sure you go on there. Make sure you download, follow, uh, download all of the episodes, please. I truly appreciate it. It costs you nothing, at least for Apple. For me, Apple podcast costs me nothing. So um, please, I truly appreciate it. Leave a review. Um, if there's anything that you want to know or hear, or discuss um, on the podcast, come on to the live chat and uh, hang out with me. Simple as that. Uh, In that episode, is titled titled Detroit versus Everybody. Um, Detroit, as far as in reference to the Detroit Lions, they're doing very well this season, better than expectations, at least my expectations. And I believe that Jared Goff should be the top of the MVP uh, category. As of right now, the end of what was it, week 10 or week 9? He should be the end, he should be at the top. And I will discuss that a little bit as well on the podcast. And then the Moody's Report. If you have no idea what the Moody's Report is, um, it's definitely something that you should be aware of if you're an investor in the stock market or just in general want to know something about the economy. All right, but let's get rid of the boring stuff. Let's talk about ESPN bet launch today. So ESPN uh, launched its brand new app in partnership with Penn Entertainment. They said it was supposed to launch November 14th, but they didn't designate what time is going to launch. So I've been on there pretty much all day going to the app store and on the website looking to see what's going on, see if I can uh, to log in and get in. Uh, but I finally got in. I think they finally uh, updated the app and uh, launched it around 4 p.m. It was a little buggy. I signed up for everything and I couldn't log in. I could go online and see everything, but as far as like placing a bet, it wouldn't let me place a bet because I couldn't log in. Uh, but ESPN bet is set to go live in 17 states, which are Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, my home state, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. Penn Entertainment signed a $1.5 billion deal with ESPN for rights to use its name. And Penn will operate ESPN Bet while ESPN promotes the app. And if, if you're not familiar, Disney, the company, is really doing a lot of changes within the company, and they just kind of divided it into, I think it's three different segments. It's the, it's the entertainment segment. It's the, and I'm pretty sure that's part of the streaming, um, Hulu and all that. It's the sports with ESPN and then the parks and um, everything that comes with that. I'm pretty sure it's three segments, not four. And so now ESPN is divided up. And it, kind of before they were a little, I think that before they did all this, they were a little wary because you think of ESPN, you think of family friendly. 
Um, when you think of betting sports, and that's more so adults. Um, so I think they've been kind of treading lightly. In this partnership, I've been really wanting to like dive into Disney because I really think that they're going to take market share um, from the other competitors like DraftKings and FanDuel. And we'll, and I'll I'll touch on that a little bit uh, more as we'll as we go on. But as I dove into Disney and I even dove into Penn Entertainment, they don't really a lot of their revenue is not coming from the sports book. So if they're not from my experience in the casino industry, and we'll kind of relate it to the poker industry, the poker does poker does not bring in a lot of money to the casino. So they're not going to devote a lot of time, and a lot of resources in order to kind of make this thing like the top, the best um, sports book, sports app out there. Do I think they'll do enough to make it profitable? Yes. Penn will. Disney is really just going to market it. And I think they're going to do an excellent job with that. Um, being the fact that I think you guys don't, uh, well, I shouldn't say you guys, I think the national, um, just the public doesn't realize how much they're glued to sports and how much they think sports. It's like Google. When you want to search something, you think of Google, but when you think of sports, you think of ESPN. And to me, that's, that's just money. Um, so I think this is really going to FanDuel and uh, DraftKings, I think they've been kind of running their mouth saying, basically touting that they don't think that anyone else can just come in and take a market share from them. Well, ESPN and Disney's about to come in and Bob Iger's about to come in. Um, Bob Iger, to me, is kind of going to be like, we'll say, uh, like Bumpy Johnson. I'll just... That's a terrible reference because I don't know um, Bumpy Johnson, the history and all that. But he's just basically coming come in, come in. He's the new guy on the block. He's going to come in and he's going to rattle some stuff up. You keep running your mouth. Disney's not somebody I want to mess with. And the reason why I say that is because we already have um, how many people? I'm pretty sure those of you are watching now and um, in the general public. How many of you have a ESPN fantasy sports team on ESPN? And so Bob Iger alluded to this. You can easily transition. You guys are already on the app. You can easily transition from that app and go right into ESPN bet. If you can do that, you're not going to bet on FanDuel anymore. You're not going to bet on DraftKings anymore. I guarantee it. I messed around with the app already. The interface is it's beautiful. It moves fast. Now, that it, it was just today, right now. Maybe when it floods a bunch of people on there, um, once people are aware that it's available now, then it'll be a little buggy or slow. But it, it interacts, and I've messed with all of the apps, and it interacts just like all of them. So, and just think of what if Disney said, if you spend X amount, you get uh, X amount of discount on tickets to Disney. And with uh, Vision Pro and things like that, I just there's just a lot of things I think that Disney's going to do with with the ESPN app with the sports and that's the reason why I've invested in Disney right now. Their stock is pretty much down where it was in 2020 during the smack dab in the middle of the, um, of the pandemic. And some of the analysts have been saying that if right now, and if you invested in the company, it's almost like you're getting the, 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 the streaming, um, service for free once I get up, that up and running. 
And basically, based on past quarterly reports, they are on track to be profitable on the streaming this time next year. So getting in early is the reason why you can take advantage of pops like today where Disney's stock, as I look, it, uh, it went up 1.82%, so just under 2%. Um, 2% pop to a stock is pretty good. Um, so can't be mad at that. All right, so let's dive into it a little bit more. So as I said, they signed a deal for $1.5 million, um, for to basically use the right to use ESPN. And ESPN will promote the app. The deal will run a decade and uh, with the option for another 10-year extension at the end of the deal. Prior to the deal, Penn held a very small market cap uh, share of the sports betting. I'm pretty sure when I looked at it, it was like less than 2%. They also, as far as all of the states that are available, I think they only are available in maybe half or less than half of the states that are available to uh, have sports books up and running right now. So if they wanted to, that's why I said, I don't know if they're necessarily really going after more more states because Penn National or Penn Entertainment, they have a lot of regional casinos, and I think that's really their focus. I believe ESPN will slowly gain market share, especially if they are able to incorporate the ESPN app in the Daily Fantasy Sports app, like I said earlier. The option to seamlessly check your fantasy team and click of a button moving to the ESPN interface will be a game changer. Having an application that rivals competitors such as DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, MGM, and Fanatics is key. And I've noticed a couple of promotions to take advantage of, which I've already did. Um, it's a $1,000 deposit match, and you get $200 free bet uh, for placing any bet. I think you can go on there right now. Say you put $5 on the app, and um, you'll get $200 in free bets. And you'll get four bets. You'll get four $50 bets. And I will show you or tell you what I decided to bet on um, and at, towards the end of the episode as we go on. So stay tuned for, uh, as I said, so stay tuned for uh, NBA bets. If you wanted to uh, dive deeper into the uh, information or the article on the partnership between Penn and ESPN. I will have the articles, pretty much any information I have here, all the articles I'll have posted in the episode description as well. So you can look at it at your leisure. All right. NFL top five, top five, top five, top five. Where is Stefan at? Is he watching Mr. Stefan? I haven't looked in the chat. I'm terrible. Hey Rita, how you doing? What's not true, Stefan? What about bumpy? All right, well, I'm about to put this in the... I'm about to send you an uh, invite. Bear with me, y'all, as I send my my teammate the link. I think we might have a lot to talk about this week because I guarantee you're not going to agree with my fifth team. All right, sent, shipped, sent it. 
All right. So um, I'll, before Stefan gets on, I'll go over my uh, top five for through week nine. So through last week. So one was the Eagles, two Chiefs, three Ravens, four had the Bengals, and five 49ers. That was through week nine. Now, the Eagles and the Chiefs were on a bye this week, and I believe Miami was on a bye as well this week. So there's a lot of um, teams that could be con- in consideration of the top five that are on bye this week. And it's a couple of those teams, pretty much the teams in the top, I kind of let them s- stay pat. Good evening, sir. Okay, now I can hear you. How are you doing? Did you have you downloaded the um, ESPN bat app? No, no. All right. It's well, good. huh? Good. Yeah, it's good. It's somebody that likes parlays. You can you got four fifty dollar parlays. You probably have you could the way you like to bet. You'll probably load up two or four five hundred thousand dollar potential <laughs> winners. Just take. At least, all right, one of them do a Hail Mary. But the other ones just do kind of like maybe futures and something. Yeah, yeah. Give ESPN bet. Yeah, ESPN bet. It, should, it was working for me then, and hopefully it's working for you. But I do not, I, let me go over this disclaimer. I do not work for ESPN. I don't work for Disney. I'm not trying to encourage y'all to... To get hooked on bad sports, what I'm trying you to do, trying to do, is get y'all to get the free money. Where's the, uh, what does this logo look like for that? I'll show you later after this. Um, but we want to. I want to go over. Uh, is it the ES- it's the ESPN one that says the E on it. It's the. It's a. I can't hold on. I got to get rid of this. Oh, sh- this stuff keeps popping up. It's not on there. It's probably all the way at the bottom. I don't see it on there right now. I'll show you later. Uh, if you look online at the end of this, the uh, the thumbnail that I did for this for this video, the symbol is in there. Yeah, it's the symbol's in there. Or just go to like ESPN.com, you'll see it. Or ESPNBet.com, you'll see the symbol. All right. But um, I kept your Eagles for, for this is through week 10, so through the end of this week. Uh, I kept the Eagles at number one. I'm not going to move them off. They're on by. Chiefs, number two. The 49ers, I have a three. I think they're back uh, after beating the Jags. I got the Ravens at number four, and then I got the Lions at number five. I know that's why I know there's a, this is going to be a little, little rocky, but I didn't. How are you going to have a six and three team with the Niners, the seven, the seven, the seven? Two teams versus your Detroit Lions. I said because Ra- Ravens smashed the Detroit Lions. How could I put the Ravens or Lions above the Ravens? I don't care about the record. I would care. I I care about your matchups against uh, uh, your opponents, your competition. So, 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 so Denver Broncos they beat. Uh, so Arizona, Arizona beat the Cowboys. We had the Cowboys. <laughs> no, Arizona. of course not. Of course not. Okay. But these guys are all these teams are all actual like playoff teams, playoff contenders, and actual maybe even Super Bowl contenders. All of these teams. I think about it that too. Would you have, would you have Denver above uh, Buffalo? 
No, just because they won one game. I'm not thinking. No, look at look at all the games they lost. They both play out. They both can make, 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 they will come make the playoffs. But that's that's not how I rank it. I know you. I hear what you. I hear what you're saying based upon what I said. But that's not how I rank it. It all. It's the whole your whole resume for the week or for the year. You really think the San Francisco's not better than Detroit? No. You're more confident than I am. I don't see there's. I don't care where they play. I don't see. I am. I wouldn't put a dollar on Detroit to to win to beat San Francisco. No, we don't play them unless we have to play them <laughs> down the road. So, if y'all play them, y'all can win. They they could have to come to y'all. So, you don't think y'all can win a, a game with Detroit? Yeah, BKC. That was the first week, and they didn't have uh, Kelsey or Jones. Kelsey did play, didn't he? No, I don't think. I think they were both out. Maybe it's just Jones, but I think they're both out. Jones, who's talking about? Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. It was only Jones out. Taylor Jones was only one out. Kelsey did play. He did play? Okay. Yeah. I feel... Okay, all right. Um, that makes a big difference, bro. But I think y'all can beat. They're to stop your offense. Y'all got Gibbs going on all cylinders. Yeah, but they have a good defense. They can stop, they can yeah. stop our run game. Only team. That's why I think we can beat a team like Miami. They would have to load the box up, and they have to pit uh, St. Brown one on one, and that's dangerous. That's not good. <laughs> he said that's not good. Sam, 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 Sam and uh, DVs aren't good. Yeah, trash. Yeah, they can stop. Yeah, but there's all right. So the Ravens game. What makes me nervous? The Ravens game was the game that we could not run the ball at all. And I thought they would just come out and just throw the ball against the Ravens and say, and say Lamar Jackson, keep up. I thought that's what they would do. But they didn't. They came out playing soft. Maybe it was on, on purpose. They didn't want to give the Gibbs the ball, like uh, give them a heavy workload against a stout defense like the Ravens. They kind of just played coy that game maybe and just said, y'all can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. That, yeah, that's y'all should be all right. As long as y'all get the number two seed, and that way y'all want to see us until the NFC championship. <laughs> y'all be good to go. <laughs> so y'all, y'all gotta see us. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh. Yeah, they play too physical. I mean, that's how we, that's how we played y'all. We only won by three points last year, beginning of the season last year with thirty-eight to thirty-five on the last play on the last drive of the game. So. It see it would be a game like it would be a game like probably the game we just played. It would probably be a game like the game we just played, except we would not run the ball that successfully against Philly. We would just have to. Yeah, Amon Ron St. Brown would have like two hundred yards. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. I do the is way better. And we will get pressure on golf. Yeah, but do you think Swift is going to be able to come uh, come back to Detroit and Detroit's just going to let them just yeah, eat them up? You don't have to see us. You don't have to see us. Yeah, 
We'll play to play Detroit. I don't regardless of where it is where it is. Um I just think uh Who? Stop. Stop. Hutchison would lay his behind down one time and he would have to rethink his thought process. You know who yeah, you know who we should have got somehow is that Crosby from. Uh, I want him on my team. That does. He is a dog. Yes, yes, I like him a lot. He is a dog. And we should have got Devonte. No, I'm just playing. That would have been ridiculous. There's no way we could figure that out. No. No. Yeah. Uh but uh but yeah, go ahead, go in there and uh get you some free uh obviously you got a you pretty much have a free Philly to Super Bowl bet. There's one of your free fifty dollar bets. I already know you're gonna put that on there. You're gonna probably do something crazy. Philly winning Super Bowl in the exact score, in the exact opponent. Do you watch? um, You into cars like Formula One? A little bit. Next year, if they do it this time next year again, I want to definitely go out there. Actually, no. I I think next year I I want to try out. I want to check out the win. Um, next year, since I'm going to the WSOP thing this year, I want to check out the win. But the Formula One is in Vegas this week. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to drive one of those cars. You can. You can. I don't know if they'll let you drive one unless you're really, really rich. But if you got money, they'll let you ride in one. That's the whole thing out there. There's a bunch of just, there's a lot of money out there right now. And the, I'm about to go into, here, while you're talking about it, because I think you might be interested in this. So, um, so Formula One, they're returning to Vegas. This is the first time they've done it in uh, 40 years. They, I didn't even know they've done this in Vegas before. Um, so the, the event is estimated to cost 400 to $500 million dollars. Um, the company is called Liberty Media. That's how much the money. And there was another report that it cost the company $600 million to put this event on. $600 million to put on this event. The way you, yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of money, a lot of money into this. Um, Stefan, so listen to this. The company spent $280 million on the $3.8 million track. $280 million to construct the track. Does it go down a Vegas Strip? Yes. Yes. They, uh, they, the Bellagio Fountain, they drained the fountain for this event. They drained the fountain. For what? 
so, for some reason it to for to make the track go or whatever. I don't know. I didn't get dive into the details. But in order to put this event on, they they have the Blagio Fountain. It's drained. I don't know exactly right now, but it's going to be. So yeah, this is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's kind of like you when you watch it on TV and the the stands and stuff. Just go to like formula1.com and check it out. I have I'll have the uh website in the on the uh yeah, in the episode description. I'll have it in there so you can click it and find it. Um but yeah, this is I want this is for rich people. There's a lot of money. These cars cost a lot of money. It seems like it's a a sport where the bigger the pockets, the uh that's how it works. I don't. That's kind of silly. Why would you want a sport that whoever has the biggest pockets wins every time? Um, so I've been dove into it. There's like a next Netflix uh, show that you can really uh, dive into it. Uh, one of the dealers at MGM told me about it. Her name is Jennifer. So shout out to Jennifer. Um, there's also uh, her name is Sarah Eisen. She's one of the uh, CNBC's analysts. She has a documentary that's coming out Thursday at eight o'clock. And so you can watch that too. She was like riding in the cars. Um, and it's kind of like behind the scenes. She's really getting to know like the business side of it. So, uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. But I'm about to, I'm about to uh, jump off and then uh, continue with the show. So thank you for setting me straight on the, uh, on the, on the top five. <laughs> All right. I'll see you next week. All right, that was Stefan. He'll typically come on every uh, episode, and we'll go over the top five. He is a big Eagles fan. Um, so if there's ever a segment in the show that you feel like that you want to come on, I'll try to – ooh, I didn't see what Lee say. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. You just got to check out um, – definitely check out – the site though to take advantage you can just jump around to different sites and take advantage of it put five dollars on there get the free money and then if you don't you know you do well you do well if you don't you don't uh, but i always take advantage of jump around to the different sites you must play against them in like daily fantasy every week rather than doing um like sports bets so which is smart <laughs> which is very smart uh but yeah if anybody feels inclined to uh Come on in the middle of the show. Obviously, I'm not going to let some stranger come on and just talk nonsense. Um, but if you ever want to come on, jump in. We're Facebook friends. Jump in um, my DM and hit me up. Say, hey, Claude, I want to come on. Or just jump in the chat. I'll try to monitor the chat uh, more regularly. Uh, come on and set me straight if I'm saying something incorrectly. Or just come on to join me in the show. It's, it's Tuesday night. There ain't nothing going on outside of some other people that have shows just like this that I'm trying to steal their viewership from. <laughs> that is it. Um, so they're they're going to they're going to dive into the it's Wall Street Trappers who I'm talking about, and there's other people too. Um, but I like I love Wall Street Trapper, uh, Trappers show. Don't get me wrong. Um, I went to his show, his recession tour in Philly. It was amazing. Um, I got bought his gear. Um, I bought his course. A lot of the stuff um, that I am implementing is from him, from his courses. And like I said, I'm 
we'll talk about it a little bit. I had an amazing day today um, in the stock market. Overall, my portfolio made $1,000. One day. Didn't cost me anything. Didn't have to. I didn't even buy anything today. I was just literally in position already. And the stock market went up. Then we'll just uh, we'll talk about why and how I knew it was going to go up um, once these numbers came out this morning. Uh, but first, bear with me. I got to go over this real quick. So disclaimer, the information provided in this show about personal finance and investing is for educational and enter- entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor, which is not myself, before making any investment decisions. The content presented may not be accurate, complete, or timely, and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing involves risk and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations. And by participating in this show, which I hope you enjoy um, watching and interacting, you acknowledge and accept these disclaimers. All right, let's get down into the money making stuff, the nitty gritty, the good stuff. All right, I call this segment Market Talk. Market Talk talk all right the stock market rallied today off the cpi report and you might have a question like what is the cpi report well i'm going to explain that and i'm going to tell you how you can easily do this as well by using ai like chat gpt which is free i just use the free version now when i start you know i got some extra coins coming in and things like that maybe i'll pony up and get the paid version but for now the free version is doing me just fine for what i need to do if you're not familiar with chat gpt you can go and look at my podcast um you can look at all some other episodes all in society and friends and i break down exactly what chat gpt is and how to utilize it and how to use it if you're not familiar with these ai tools you guys should definitely be familiar because pretty much every fortune 500 company is using it you might be using um, artificial intelligence. You're not even aware. Oh, if you have an Apple phone, you're using Siri. What do you think Siri is? Apple's probably going to be in updating um, Siri pretty soon here as well. Um, so just be mindful of this stuff. Um, you're already using it. So really dive in, dive deep, and, and figure out how can I use this, especially when it's free to uh, make my life easier, uh, make you more efficient. All right. Uh, the S&P 500, which is pretty much the 500 best companies, uh, was up 1.91% today. My total portfolio, which uh, consists of what I call as my all-in runners, is kind of like a cash account. It's not a retirement account. I have money in there, and then I have money in my Roth IRA account. I left my previous employer. I rolled that money, that portion of the account out, and I've been self-managing it now. My And the combination of those two portfolios, my portfolio was up 2.78%. So I beat the market today. S&P 500, best companies on the stock market, up 1.91% together collectively. And my portfolio collectively was up 2.78%. And I didn't buy anything today. All right, moving on. So uh, details of that. Tesla, I have shares of Tesla, was up 6.12% today. Tesla was Caesars entertainment bought shares of that. Uh, I think that was last month up 8% today, 8.2% bank of America. 
Um, so I am not too savvy on the banks, but I am learning as much as I can, as fast as I can. And why did I invest in Bank of America? Have you heard of Warren Buffett? It's one of his largest holdings in his portfolio. You can go online. You can see exactly what these guys, the wealthiest people in the world, the best investors, one of considered or maybe the best investor, excuse me, investor ever. You can see his portfolio. It's not a secret. It's free. It's online. So I said, well, huh. If Warren Buffett is invested in banks, let me do a little research. I did a little research, figured out what the fundamentals look like. Now, do I need to know exactly the ups and downs of the of the bank, how Bank of America works? No, but I do know I bank at Bank of America. I do a lot of business with them. They hold my money. So why would I not invest with them as well? Simple as that. Just keep it simple. It doesn't have to be that difficult. Lanthia's Holdings. Oh, Bank of America was up 5.49%, if I didn't say. Lanthia's Holdings. This is a medical equipment, medical device company. Um, so this company is up 5.85%. This is this tough company has been very rough because I found it and I saw that some of the best and brightest um, and largest funds were heavily invested in this company. And you can look on Yahoo Finance and you can see what percentage um, these funds are invested in in the company, uh, institutional investors. Well, this company, I look at every company I, I, I look at, and this is not just every company I'm invested in. Every company, single company I look at in research, I look and see who's holding it. I have never seen institutional investors hold this at such a high percentage of their portfolio. And so I did a little more research and under in traps course, he was talking about uh, like small caps, mega caps and large caps. And, and these like mega caps, I believe on the market cap of anything that's um, 10, I think 10 billion or more is considered a, is a mega cap. And Lanthia's Holdings was like right on that line of of mega cap or in like the mid tier area. And Trap said something along the lines of the institutional investors, they don't like to put their money in the mega caps and small caps. They really just mess with the mega uh, with uh, the medium caps, mid tier and the small tier. They really just mess with the mega caps because that can really get funky and really do business there. And so I saw that they were heavily invested in this company. And, and as I saw, the company was shot up and then it, it fell. And a lot of it, it fell. Um, the stock price is what I'm talking about. And a lot of this happened during um, during COVID and when the interest rates and everything went up. When interest rates go up, it means borrowing costs, it costs a lot more to borrow. And that means um, it costs more to borrow in order to do business. That means it's cutting into your profits. And so um, the past couple quarters, their profits have been diminishing. And so this, some of the institutional investors have been taking money out. And because they hold such large amounts of this company, when they take a little, they take a big bite out of the company. And so I found this company, and, and mind you now, I'm, <laughs> this is kind of like the, I'm, this is really still the mid, uh, early parts of my journey now. And 
I'm trying to, I'm researching, I'm trying to figure out, is anybody, any other analysts uh, cover this? So I can kind of figure out if what I'm, if what I'm looking at, if as I'm thinking this is a good investment, is anyone else saying this is a good investment? Is anyone else finally following this as far as analysts? Can't find anybody. I typically go to Bank of America uh, app or excuse me, Merrill app. And then I can look at through, uh, through there and look and see what the analyst is saying. But on this company, none of the analysts were saying anything about the company. It was like it was just not there. No one cared about it. It's just a boring business that really no one wanted to invest in. Um, if you're familiar with the P.E. ratio, um, definitely, if you're not, definitely look that up. But the P.E. ratio was very high when I was looking into first getting into this company. And so I just kind of dove in. Not really... I. I had these fundamentals or these rules of how I invested in this company. And back then I really looked at if it, if a stock moved below the 200 day moving average, then I would, that was a safe spot for me to invest in the company. Now I've known that's a good, that's a, a that's the first kind of like guide to determine, all right, yeah, this is a, this could be possibly be a company that's undervalued or a value company. Um, at this price. Um, but little did I know after diving a little bit further into it, I really needed that, uh, that price to fall a little bit more for it to be a better, uh, buy. And so that's what I did. So I'm pretty much, I bought in around $70, but it fell closer to $60. Eve, I would love it if it fell a little bit closer, uh, to like, I think it's 52 week low was like around 47, closer to $50. I would love it if it fell to there, but, um, because everything that's been going on, I don't think we're going to get to that point. If we get to that point, there's a lot of S going on in the, in the economy, or there's a lot of stuff going on within this company itself. And I might have to pivot and get out of the company, but getting back to where I'm leading to, sorry, I'm really taking you guys on a journey. My strategy is pretty much you you buy distressed companies and by distressed I mean you mean you buy companies where everyone else is fearful um pretty much selling the shares you're the you're coming in and you're being contrarian and you're buying shares if you do your research and it's saying hey everyone else is running for the hills but this company has great fundamentals um the Technically, as far as the charts and things like that, it looks like the charts is it's a good spot for you. So why don't you give it a try? It, the The business, um, it doesn't seem like there's anything that's really underneath that's really saying that it's a, uh, um, it's going to continue to falter or continue to drop. So why don't you come in and buy a distressed company? It's still a good company. This probably has been going through something, just like every company's been going through right now. Even Apple is struggling. Apple is arguably the best company. Um, out there, they're struggling a little bit. Depends on who you ask. So it's by doing this. Sometimes you get in, and I'm sometimes you get in a little early, and you have to kind of like buy once the company is is falling. You're losing money, and you're putting more money in because so it's it's almost like contrarian what everyone else is doing. What you like, you naturally want to do, but by going against the grain. And if you're right, when you do your research, things like what my portfolio is doing is going, it's shot, shot up. Um, so, and that's kind of what's happened. Um, like I said, $70 and at the 
closing, Lanthius is at $68.36. So it's not quite the $70, but because I bought shares as it went down, right now, I'm, I think right now at the end of the day, I'm pretty much even now. So, and I'll head on a little bit further, but well, all right, Clyde, well, you put all that money in, well, now you're even. Well, yeah, that was a short amount of time. I'm a long-term investor. I'm not just in it to day trade and try to make a quick buck. Now, there's some um, investments that I, I will do that, just get in and get out. But I'm a long-term investor. I want to see this through because I want my money to compound. And over time, uh, compounding, they'll uh, make a real nice return. You want to buy and hold, buy and hold. But sometimes you want to, if you buy and hold and the, you know, the, 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 the reason why you bought the company changes, then sometimes you got to pivot too. Uh, but that was a long story for Lanthius Holdings, but I think it was, um, it was necessary to just kind of break down my, my thought process and how I invest. Um, if you're interested in knowing a little bit more and more detail, um, stay tuned and definitely check out the podcast. The podcasts are definitely go more thorough. Um, into my investments and strategies and things. Uh, Microsoft hit a, I'm also an investor in Microsoft. It hit a 52-week high today, so that's awesome. And the total stock market today was up 2.22%, so pretty good. All right, uh, I did mention the CPI report, and what exactly is the CPI report? And how I knew this morning at 8.30 uh, in the morning once the CPI numbers came out, um, came out favorable that I knew the stock market was going to run. Um, and so the way I really broke this down is I went to chat GPT, but you want to be careful because chat GPT sometimes will give you um, bad information. So if there's anything that is in here and um, you see, and you say, Claude, that's not accurate. Um, definitely let me know. Um, I won't take anything personal. So what is chat, what is the, excuse me, what is the CPI report and why did the stock market rally? Uh, CPI stands for Consumer Price Index. Imagine you have a basket of goods and services that people typically buy like groceries, clothes, rent, and so on. The CPI measures how the price of these things change over time. It's like a way to see if the cost of living is going up or down. So how does it, how does this impact the stock market and and interest rates? Um, we all know interest rates that taboo number. Ooh, give you the chills. Um, talking about interest rates going up or down. The C- CPI is if the CPI is going up. Excuse me. It means prices are rising, and that could affect the company. For example, if the cost of materials goes up, it might hurt a company's profits. That's kind of like what I discussed and alluded to earlier. Investors pay attention to the CPI because it gives them an idea on how the company is doing. A strong economy is generally good for stocks because companies can make more money. The government, the government uses the CPI to help set interest rates. When prices are rising too fast, inflation is high, and the government might decide to raise interest rates. Why? Because higher interest rates can help slow down spending. If borrowing money becomes more expensive, people and businesses might not borrow as much. It doesn't seem that way because people are definitely swiping those credit cards. 
This can cool down the economy and keep inflation in check. Um, so this morning, the report indicated that inflation declined, um, setting stocks on fire. Investors clearly believe the federal government will not raise interest rates again and signaled uh, some relief. So that's the reason uh, at 30 this money morning, I'm watching CNBC get up. I saw the numbers came back um, juicy for investors. I was like, oh, baby, here we go. Um, I wish I had an opportunity to kind of get in and buy something. I did. I, I lied. I did buy uh, three shares of Pfizer, I think, because um, Pfizer's been dropping, 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 dropping. That's another example of a company um, who I think uh, has an opportunity to come back, uh, but it's distress. Um, it's Pfizer. All right, the APEC summit in San Francisco. You might have heard that President Biden is heading to San Francisco this week for a summit. And if you heard anything about this on the news, um, this is so funny uh, because we all do this. Well, those of us that do things last minute. Um, so, fellas, uh, this is something really the fellas do. You got a, a, a girl coming over and you invite her over. Y'all going to do Netflix and chill, whatever the case may be. And you look around, you're like, oh, sh- I got to clean up around here. And then you clean up real quick because you got company coming over. Well, this is exactly what they're doing in San Francisco. Um, if you've watched CNBC, a lot of the analysts are there. They're like, yes, they're cleaning up San Francisco. But why did it take this long to do this? This shouldn't we the president of uh, China is coming to to America and, and other um, high ranking officials from different countries. And all of a sudden now we're going to clean up. Um, it shouldn't be that way. We should always keep uh, our streets clean, especially um, place like San Francisco, right? Um, but I had to add that in. So the APEC is the Asia Pacific Economic Corporation. Uh, it's an intergovernmental forum of 21 economies throughout the Asia Pacific region that gathered to discuss and promote free trade. Established in 1989, it aims to create greater prosperity for the people of the region by promoting balanced, inclusive, sustainable, innovative, and secure growth, and by accelerating regional economic integration. Those in attendance include President Biden, Chinese President Xi Jinping, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, I probably butchered his name, and Japanese Prime Minister, oh boy, let me get close to this. I think it's Fukio Fushida. Oh, I tried it, y'all. Uh, with ongoing tension amongst America and China, this is something we all should keep an eye on. We definitely want to be aware of this. If you want to check out that article in more detail, um, definitely, definitely um, go to the episode description. I'll have that in there for everybody. I did want to mention before we close out in today's episode, if you're on the go, if you're traveling, or if you're always somebody that's on your phone, your phone always dies. Um, there, I had a podcast with the owners of Cargado. It's a mobile charging device that can help you, and it charges multiple devices, even your brand new iPhones. Um, check out the podcast and 
go to their website. It'll be in the episode description, shopcargado.com. Also, if you're in need of high-quality gear or luggage, I want you to check out Travel Pro. Um, click the link in the episode description. And you should be able to get a little bit off as well from that link. Thank you so much for watching today's episode. I hope you learned something in today's episode. I hope I made you smile. Um, I hope I entertained you. I definitely enjoyed myself tonight. Um, I really enjoyed doing these episodes um, live. Next week, though, November the 21st, I am very proud of this. The episode will not be live. I will be traveling, um, spending some time with my family in Mississippi. There will be a pre-recorded show with two poker pros. So Yasser, Yasser El Kaladar, um, he was on the very first episode of All in Society and Friends. So to check him out, make sure you go check out that episode, like and share. And we have Laura Eisenberg. She is a force to reckon with on the poker scene. She is a tournament poker player. And once you guys hear their stats, you will be absolutely blown away. So, Laura, and there's a website. It's called Hendon Mob. And it pretty much, it ranks every, anytime you go play a poker tournament and you place in that tournament, as long as the venue reports this information to Hendon Mob, it's this online database for your, it's pretty much your poker tournament resume. And it has a database of every poker player, right? Anybody's ever played poker. And it tallies up your your results. Yasser is ranked number 12th overall out of everybody in the state of Virginia, ranked number 12th. And Laura in the state of Maryland, she's ranked number 23. She's the 23rd ranked player in poker in the state of Maryland. So I have two powerhouses in this interview and i am so proud of this interview i so um uh i can't thank yasser enough yasser is really the one that uh put this together um got laura on uh i yasser's uh amazing guy and you will see that laura is absolutely amazing both of them have amazing stories yasser does a great job asking laura um some deep thorough questions about poker strategy and just life off the felt as well. It's, it's a great episode. It's about an hour, hour and a half long. I guarantee you it's for anybody who want, who has any interest in poker or just wants to know what the life is like of a poker player. Or if you, you kind of, if you're interested in learning the game, uh, whether you're male, female, whoever you are, poker is a game for anybody. Anybody and everybody. So it's a global game. It's a worldwide game. And my goal is to get everybody to play poker. And once I get you to play poker, I guarantee you'll catch the bug. And I'll get you to start investing in the stock market. And you won't look at it as something that's scary. And you'll look at it as a vehicle to be able to create financial freedom for you. As it's done for me. All right. Thank you so much. As I said, please make sure you check out the podcast. Please make sure you like this on Facebook. Please make sure you like it on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube. Uh, Share with your friends and family. 
please don't forget next week, November 21st episode with Yasser and Laura. You, I guarantee you will, you will absolutely love it. Remember life is one big session. Play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability. And I promise you'll come out ahead. Have a wonderful evening. Peace, everybody.